are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. That is our last lesson in the study of the Word of God. I think we've been here about three months. I've enjoyed it. Your section one. What section are you? One. Good. I like to hear you. Your section two. What section are you? Two. Your section three. Your section? Your section? You're so smart, and that goes up here as well. So you being two and not three, and you're in four. And your section? And your section? And your section? And your section? Never mind. There's no section back there. It's going to be a little bit different Bible study night. I'm actually going to give you ushers. You go ahead and be seated, but I'll give you a handout in a few moments, and we're going to use that. We're talking about a topical Bible study and Bible memorization. I don't believe that you wait to troubles to come, and then you try to find Scripture. Now, we all do that, myself included. Sometimes in the midnight hour, I'm just so bothered by things or concerned about things or heavy-hearted about things or I'm burdened for our country so much these days. I think you hear that. I, uh, I'll get up and I'll pray about it. I'll find some scripture. I'll begin to read about and And sometimes God will show me something and sometimes just reading the Bible. But I believe thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin. I believe what happens, you go through adversity and you draw from the deposits of the bank of your soul. And there are truths that you deposited in there in the sunshine hour so that when you come to the hard times, God will just remind you of Scripture. Tonight, I'm going to have section 1, turning their Bibles to Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Section 2 over here, Psalm 119, 165. Section 3, Isaiah 9, 6. Section 4, I think that's you right here, Luke 1, 79. Section 5, I like this verse, John 14, 27. And check, section, is this 6 right here? 6 right here? Section 6 is Ephesians 2, 14. And section number 7 is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. Let me just say this as we're getting ready, and it's I've checked with many of you. I think it's okay. I know it's fine under the balcony. Is it down here just a tad cold? How many ladies would say it's a tad cold? Brother Padillo, are you in here? Most of the ladies' hands went up. I kind of thought it was. Now, don't roast us out because the way you keep them awake is freeze them out. So, but we'll bump it up a little bit. One of the subjects, and if you write it down in your notes or somewhere, one of the topics, we talk about a topical study you want to study the word peace, P-E-A-C. Peace is an inner calm. Perhaps you're like me. Once in a while, I don't have that inner calm. Has that ever happened to you? We know it happens to you ladies, right? We know it happens to you men as well. And sometimes we lose that inner calm, that 
God will take care of you. Uh, and, and, and he will take care of you. Brother Manuel, God may have chosen to take him home. We just had prayer back there. He has this cancer. And uh, after just these first many rounds of months of his treatments, the doctor said the tumor's about 90% gone in your lung. We're rejoicing over that. And so there's a soul thrilled at that information. And there had to be days where there was not peace, but there was nervousness. You see, if we'd all, on the count of three, pinch ourselves, we'll probably all say, ouch. If you're not saying, ouch, you didn't pinch yourself hard enough. One, two, three. Yeah, that's kind of dull. <laughs> How about if your husband is sitting next to you, ladies, you pinch him on the wrist right now. Only the men can respond, all right? Or you can pinch, fellas, the guy right next to you. On the count of three, one, two, three. Now, you're afraid to, ah! Now, now do, don't do that the entire service, all right? We all are so human. And there's sometimes in my life and your life when these events come, and I've got, I have such a peace. I have such a calm. And then there's sometimes I, hate to say it, I begin to fret. I think there's, there's no hope in this situation. We're looking at the word, first of all, peace. This would be, and this is not exhaustive, these words I give you, this, or this, the numbers of verses. That's why I remember our first lesson, you have a strong concordance or you have it in your iPhone or you have it in your computer. I wonder if you could read the first one. It's Isaiah 26.3. We probably all know it. What is section one? Can you read it loud like your men and women of God so we can hear you? Isaiah 26.3. Ready? Begin. job reading. Thank you to read like we can hear you. Psalm 119, 165. Thou wilt keep him in perfect what? Peace. Thou wilt keep him. You know, I, I was a member of a church in Stockton, and in 1959, at the close of the service, we didn't have an inside baptistry. We had an outside, so there was a painting of where they had Jesus at the door knocking to get into the church. You know, to behold, I stand at the door and knock. Dr. John R. Siemens was our pastor. He baptized me outside in the trough there with they had the baptistry. But at the close of every Sunday night service, there was a post over here, and, and, and Earl called behind the post. They would dim the lights, and it sang every Sunday night, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. When the shadows come, and darkness falls, he giveth perfect peace. If I was a singer, I'd sing it all, that's enough. And then I remember those lights would come on and they'd play a gospel song and the pastor would say, you're dismissed. Every Sunday night, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Psalm 119, 165, section two, ready, begin. Great peace have they which love thy Section 3, Isaiah 9, 6, especially the last four words, the prince. Here we go. Ready? Begin. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
this section. You can read Luke 1, 79. Luke 1, 79, all the way first and second floor. Ready, begin. To him. Read Ephesians 2 14 in this section right here. Ready? Begin. He is our peace, not the news. He is our peace. He's that one that brings the calm. Ephesians 6 15. Do you have that over here? They read well over here. Let's try it over here. Ready? Begin. Let's take our Bibles and go to Philippians chapter, good job, chapter four. Chapter four of the Philippians. We all know this verse where he says in verse six, be careful for nothing but by everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Verse number seven, Philippians four, seven. Do you have it right there? Let's read it together. Ready, begin. And the peace of God. Textbook Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, chapter 1. Look what he says in 120. And having made, what's the word? Peace through the blood of his cross. He said, I just don't have any peace. Well, maybe you haven't made peace with God to have the peace of God. The peace of God can rule your hearts and my heart. Colossians 3 and verse number 15. 315. Let's read 315. Ready? Begin. And let the peace of God rule rule ushers, if you'll come and let's get one of these out to everyone tonight. Let's take the word salvation, if you will, as they're coming, please, and go with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. We're talking about topical word studies. And I'll give you some, and I know some of you are gonna get ahead of me, you're gonna look at this. I'll give you the rest of the verses so you won't have to look them all up. But Ephesians 2 and verse number eight, and we're looking at salvation. We didn't exhaust the word peace. Uh, you can go your concordance to get every reference on peace and study the word peace. And while I'm suggesting this tonight, I meant to bring my prayer journal, but with my, everybody has something different. But you just might want to get one of those spiral binders. And in 2019, you might want to take words and say, I'm going to study for this week the word peace. And get the definition of the word peace. And find out the various peace in the Bible that God gives. And write down notes and keep a journal for yourself. Perhaps it would be the greatest gift you could give your children or grandchildren one day. So it's just a beginning on the word. We'll come up there in the balcony in just a moment, folks, if you will. You all get one over here. Are we, 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 we've run enough, I'm, I'm certain. We've got them over here. We've got them down here. Are we running out? Okay, I hope not. I hope not. We'll get them out to you. We ran about six or 7,000, I'm guessing, that are here tonight. Wouldn't that be great? That would be a good thing. How you coming, ushers? Are we running out? No, we got them. You're doing well? We'll come upstairs in just a moment here. 
Ephesians 2 in your sheet that you have, let's just look at it what we have. Could you study the word? And this is not exhaustive. You can look at the word save, S-A-V-E, to seek and to save that which is lost. You can work at, look at the word saved. You can look at the word salvation. And you know how you want to study word studies? With a song book. You want to, um, I found a friend, I'm saved by his power divine. And you'd want to sing in your Bible time. Saved to, to new life, sublime. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete for I'm saved, saved, saved. Can I try to challenge us to get in the Bible in 2019 and word studies, topical studies, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, uh, 2, 8 right there. Let's read that verse together. It's in your paper. Ready? For by grace are we saved we made, and by honor self is to get God. What is salvation? It means to be rescued or delivered. He is able to deliver thee. Deliver thee from the bondage of sin and death. Look at verse number, uh, chapter 19, verse 10 of Luke. Remember memorizing this verse in college, Luke 19, 10. Ready, begin. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save the Verse number 17 of John 3, 17. Ready, begin. For God sent my Son into the world. How about go down to Isaiah 45? I, I was um, a week ago in elementary chapel. A lot of times we have a sword drill. And I'll say, turn, swords up. They put the sword up. Isaiah 45, 22. They repeat it and the first one to find it. Last week I did it just the opposite. I'll give you the verse. You tell me where it's found. And I gave this one. Isaiah 45, 22. Look unto me and be saved. And I think it was third grade. I had some third. Raise the hand. That's Isaiah 45, 22. Charles Haddon Spurgeon was the nation and the world's pastor. He was from London. He pastored the great Metropolitan Baptist Church in the 1800s. He died in 1899 at age 58, if I remember his history. He, he, his wife, after she gave birth to twins, never could come to church again. She was an invalid the rest of her life. And she would have him preach the message at home, and she would write the messages out. And that's why even in my, uh, I have secondhand used books, but I have volumes and volumes and volumes of years and years of his messages. In addition, they would print the weekly bulletin. Charles Hazard Spurgeon, they, they would take a cab, a horse would come, a drawn carriage, and they'd say to the cab driver, take me to Charlie's place. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, and they knew what Charlie's place was. The church would seat 5,000 people. The first balcony came around like this, and then there was a second. At the first balcony that came around, his pulpit was right up in here. It was just an amazing thing. They would fill that auditorium always two and three times and sometimes four times on a Sunday morning. Once a quarter, he would say, I'm going to ask all the members to please not come to church next week. Stay at home and pray, and we have the church, other than soul winners will be here, will be open just for visitors. It was an amazing ministry. As a young teenage boy, 
there was a snowstorm in London. And that night, God had been speaking to his heart about the wickedness of his heart. And that night, he wandered down and he was looking for a church. All churches were closed. Nobody could get out. Ice. Down at the end of a street, and he saw a little light on. It was a little church house, and he went, and there was just a handful of people. The preacher couldn't get there that night. And a fellow with bib overalls stood up, and he said, Isaiah 45, 22. And he preached, that layman, and he said, young man, you don't have the peace of God tonight, and I'm going to ask, look unto him and be ye saved. Would you look tonight? Would you look to the Lamb of God? Would you look tonight? Young man, he's the one that can save you. He walked forward and got saved. He shook that continent for Christ. It's an amazing story. It's Isaiah 45, 22. Would you read the verse that Spurgeon got saved on? Ready, begin. Look unto me. I'm sorry. I Lord, there's none else. Romans 10, 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that it might be saved. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given my man whereby we must be saved. I preached on the radio 40, 44 years ago, 43 years ago, 44 years ago, and uh, the very first verse I ever preached was right here, Romans 1.16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. John 3, 3 and 3, 7, Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Marvel not, I say, you must be born again. The word hell, the subject of hell, I'd like to, I didn't write the scripture purposely, Luke 16, 19 through 31. That'd be a very powerful text because that's the rich man in Lazarus. And the rich man went to hell and Lazarus went to heaven carried into Abram's bosom. And the rich man said, I've got all these things and now I'm tormented five times. I'm tormented in this flame. He said, I have five brethren. He became missionary minded in hell. He said, I have five brethren. I don't want them to come to this place. He said, send somebody. And that text is right there, how real hell is. My wife heard that someone said on the radio or something that paradise was such a paradise, the city that's completely destroyed now by fire. And the, the person that said it said, paradise now looks like hell. And my wife says they have no concept of what hell is like because the flame is out there. In fact, that text that's before you there, Mark chapter 9, verse 42, it says repeatedly that the fire is not quenched. Those are two good texts. You ought to, God's people in this coming year, maybe, perhaps, you ought, and these are not exhaustive. There's much more than this. But we perhaps ought to, I, I, I think of that text, hell hath enlarged herself. There's a building pro project going on in hell today. There's one going on in heaven. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. He's preparing a place for us in heaven. But hell's enlarging herself. Why? They need more room because more are going. 
I believe it'd be a good study. I believe a big good, good study is this on the word, the, the Savior. We have printed for you Isaiah 53. We won't read it all, but let's begin this great, great chapter. Isaiah 53, beginning verse 3. Ready? Of our Savior, Jesus Christ, begin. He is despised and rejected man, a man of sorrows. can look these up on your own, and this is not, again, exhaustive, but uh, you read chapter 21 and 22 of Revelation, it tells you what heaven looks like, the transparent street of pure gold. It talks about the gates of the city and the foundations and all the stones and the beauty of it, and there's no crying there, and there's no tear there, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There's no pain in heaven. Let not your heart be troubled. John 14, ye believe in God, believe also me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I'd go to prepare a place for you. Oh, I want to challenge you in 2019. Get that little notebook and say, I'm going to study word studies, topic studies. How about the word on souls? And there's so much more than this. But when Jesus saw the multitudes, he's moved on compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And he saith unto the disciples, the disciples of the harvest truly is displenteous, but the labors are few. Pray for the Lord of harvest that he'd send forth labors into his harvest. For the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but as long suffering to us word. Read this last statement. Ready, begin. Not with the perish, but the second coming, of course, there's so much more than this. The subject of holiness. God hath not called us into uncleanness, but to holiness. To then that he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness. Oh, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior. How he wants to be holy. On the next page, as we're closing in on our Bible study, these are just a sample of words. The, the word blood, that could be a study. For without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. The, the book, you'll see how many, remember in Josiah's day where they found, they kept calling it the book, 
or this book. They found the, what we call the Bible, the Old Testament law in the temple. They lost the Bible at church. Think of that. They lost the Bible at church. That'd be a good study. The book, Honest, Eternity, Suffer, Suffering, Suffereth. First Peter deals with that, uh, I think, 16 times in those five chapters, how he will suffer, and we will suffer too. The word heart, sin, ungodly, markers, love, humble, humility, fr- a flesh, pr- prayer, trial, uh, power, money, riches, wealth, speech, words, chastening, faithful, scripture, sound, proud, doctrine, Satan, deacons, mercy, grace, wisdom, better, the things that are better in the work of God. Work, walk, simple, sanctified, keep, kept. First, second, John, so powerful that church, eternal devil, mind, Philippians is so powerful with the word mind. Eyes, ears, sorrow, joy, anger. You know, as you read uh, the book of Proverbs, there's 31 chapters. 162, 168, I forget right now, it just came to my mind. It's a father writing to his son. And when he says, train up a child in the way he should go, train means to shape this mouth. What we have to work on training a child is their mouth. And forgive me saying these words, like, you know, they shouldn't be saying the word stupid. They should not be using their unkind words to their siblings. 162 times, or 168, it says in the book of Proverbs, a father writing a son, words, tongue, speech. He, he talks about what you're saying. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. And in our home, I believe if you could study the book of Proverbs and look at all the times he speaks about our tongue, I think we would say maybe our words are not pleasant words, our peaceful words, our kind words in the home. And then I want you to see, I've just given you a few. There's so many lists. Perhaps later in the year you want to study the list of the Bible. For example, there's a list of 19 sins of the flesh. The list of these things, he says in Second Peter. The ninefold fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. You can find that there. In James, he speaks about an eightfold wisdom. Wisdom that from above is peaceable. It's pure. All the lists there. Titus, the list for young men, what you're supposed to do, and young ladies. Things that were to avoid in Titus 3.9. What God hates, these six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination. There's the pastor's list, and then there's the, there's the deacon's list. And then perhaps you might want to memorize Psalms or study Psalms like Psalm 1, 1, blessed is the man. Or Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Or Psalm number 31 or 51 where David pours out his heart to God because he committed sin with Bathsheba. It's a tremendous book, the chapter. Our Psalm 90, Moses' Psalm, and Psalm 91, Moses' Psalm. Our Psalm 100, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. And then there's special text in your family Bible reading and family Bible time. You might want to teach the Ten Commandments next year. And depending on the children's age, you don't want to 
have them read perhaps or memorize the whole uh, text of the verse. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. But you might say, abbreviate it. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. I'm talking about there in kindergarten. Don't start them with 25 words. Small. And then how about every family ought to know the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. And then the Proverbs. Here's what I'm doing and I'm done. You've been so patient. I, I don't know if we've ever had a Bible study like this before. 2019, our year of Acts 2019, serving the Lord is around the corner. And I want to just challenge you to get ready. We all do things differently. You do it by computers. I do it by files. And I have about 30 or 40 files. It starts with the letter A and goes to the end of the alphabet. Auto. Auto insurance. Auto repairs. Auto gasoline. I put all that, and then auto insurance. And I go to the letter B, bank statements, and I know you can do that all on your computer, and I can't do it that way. And I save every receipt I spend next year. At the end of the year, I take every file out, and I add it all up. How much my utilities were for the city of Santa Clara, and how much my utilities were for PG&E. And when I go to have the taxes, I take either a big box or I take it loaded in briefcases. And I take all the files. And he says, do you have records to back up all that you did? And I have to sign, I do. And I have every receipt. But I can't start that in September. In, in September, it's too late. I've got to start that January 1st. This is the end of November, and Thanksgiving is early this year. You have just this month, the next 16 or 15, 16, 17 days to get everything together. Get your pens and pencils, your markers, your notebook. How are you going to study the Bible? See, I don't have a Strong's Concordance. And if you like the book like I like a, a book, then get a Strong's Concordance. Or get the app. And I don't know how to do that. Get the app. Put it on your phone. Put it on your computer so you can study the Word of God. And what would happen to the great North Valley Baptist Church if we would read the Bible next year? Blessed is he that readeth. Or if we would study the Bible and word topics like this. I want to challenge you. We're going to have to get ready. Just I get ready for my taxes on December 31st of next year, and I'm winding it down now. I, I have to get ready January 1st. Brother Kevin Manley started me years ago on reading the Bible through in a month, 30 days. It's the best thing I've ever done. Now, most of you should not even think of that. Because you're raising children 
and you have jobs and commute, and it's not time to add that perhaps. But some of you now, your children are all out of the home. And you may want to try it in January 1st. You know what you'd have to do, and we'll have the format here. This year, you're going to receive a pamphlet, a booklet. You would have to read Genesis on January 1st and Exodus on January 2nd and Leviticus on January 3rd and Deuteronomy on January 4th and Numbers in Deuteronomy. Had them backwards, but most of you did not even know I had them backwards. And Revelation, the seventh book in the Bible. Just check it. It's time to do something with this blessed old book. Jerry Wyatt, our missionary, said today, please hear me and I'm done. 56% of the world has never seen a Bible. 56% of the world's never seen a Bible. In the last five years, I have given away many of my preaching Bibles. My notes, I've just given them away. And I've given away Bibles that my name is embossed on it and we blotted out my name and I still have probably Bibles I've not even preached from. I imagine I still have about 20 or 30 Bibles. And my goal is just to I blot my name out, give them all away. Because I don't need them sitting on my shelf. I've got, I've got so many Bibles. I've got all my dad's Bibles in English and German. I've got all my mother's Bible in English and German. I've got so many of our children's Bibles yet left over that it take with them. I've got all these Bibles that I have. And yet by the Waterhouse, 56% of the world's never seen one. We have one. Can I ask you, can we get in it? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.